0: This episode is brought to you by Shit You Should Care About and our new Cisco supporters. Head to the show notes to start supporting the media you love and the podcast hosts you love.
1: I'm sweating my ass off in here, so...
0: Hello everyone, and welcome to potentially the randomest recording, like physical recording of the shit show that we've ever done, except for Nick, that one that we did in the car, that was also weird. But can you explain where and how are you, and what's happening right now?
1: Um, yeah, so for for the listeners at home, I'm sitting in a uh, little teardrop caravan attached to the back of our little four by four um, in a wee town called Lee Vining. It's in California. It's like the entrance to Yosemite on the eastern side. Yeah, the eastern side. So it's a very weird place to be doing it. We're, um, bare bones it. I've only got 20% on my laptop, but we're going to get through.
0: You're sitting in like a hot little caravan, um, holding the big podcast mic, which usually sits on a table or something, eh?
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm holding it like I'm performing.
0: <laughs> it's so funny. And, like, usually me and Nick FaceTime, but he's got, like, one bar of reception. He His laptop didn't have battery, and he texts me being like, can we push this back? And I was literally like, bro, I have back-to-back meetings today. This is my one hour that we've had booked in for a week. I cannot move it. So we're going to do just a short – well, not even short. I already had like not that much to say on some of my stories so I think it's just going to be like just a rapid fire episode for you all and honestly I'm here for it
1: I'll take a photo of how I'm sitting um I might I might post it I might not We'll see we'll see how bad it looks.
0: Well, you should at least put it on the stories. Anyway, Nick, um first of all, I just have to tell the listeners that over on Culture Vulture, we are bringing back our weekly Love Island debrief. Love Island is the light of our winters of our lives. We love to sit down and chat about it. It literally consumes our whole life. So, we last year we did like a full-blown like hour-long recap every week. This year it's going to be a little bit shorter because we are just that much busier, but every week over on Culture Vulture, there is going to be a Love Island debrief. You need to come, you need to listen, you need to chat to us about it. And Squish, what was the weirdest thing you saw on the internet this week?
1: The weirdest thing I saw was a little video, and I'll post it up on the Shit Show Instagram. It's a video of um, a loose cow in Oklahoma City being wrangled by a pair of cowboys. Um, so obviously this cow has just ran loose in the city the cops they don't know what to do so who do they call they call the cowboys and it's like two cowboys like full-on wild west lassoing they grab the car and i assume take the cow off to its uh back to its home but the uh the video doesn't show that but i don't know i thought that was pretty weird you don't often see cowboys in the middle of cities
0: it's weird and it's just on brand for you right well it's an
1: animal isn't it (laughs) anyway what about you, Luce? What was the weirdest thing you saw? Um,
0: okay, so the weirdest thing I saw, it actually originated off the internet, and like I have do with most other things, I've put it on the internet. But it also counts for my comments of the week this week. So, Nick, did you read my newsletter this morning?
1: No, I didn't. You told me not to.
0: Good. Okay, good. I was just seeing if you follow my instructions. So I told Nick not to read my newsletter this morning because I told a funny story that I thought was original, but turns out... this story has been told across the world and everyone thinks it's their own story that they've been told by their in-laws or whatever. So I'm going to read you the story and then I'm going to tell you some of the comments that people have um, replied to me with. So essentially the story was that in our small hometown there was a person who got COVID And gossip runs wild in small towns, especially in New Zealand, probably everywhere. And so it was known that this person had COVID. And then this person with COVID was spotted in a supermarket. And so someone in the supermarket who knew they had COVID knocked to the customer service people, which... So true. Like they're just trying to keep um people safe. So they told the customer service people at the supermarket that this person that there was someone in their supermarket that had COVID. And the person on the loudspeaker was like, Hey, if you have COVID 19 in the supermarket, can you please come to the customer service desk? And anyway, Nick, four people in this tiny supermarket oh. came to the desk with COVID.
1: Oh right, okay right, so did this actually happen or did this not actually happen?
0: Okay, so first of all, just imagine one being like embarrassed, how embarrassed you'd be to rock up with COVID, but then seeing that like four other people turned up. But okay, so I heard this from my flatmate who heard it from someone who'd heard it from someone. Anyway, people. so people started responding to the newsletter saying, like, one person said that they heard this exact same story from their sister-in-law, but it was eight people in a different small town. And then someone said they heard it from Countdown in Timaru. Then someone said they heard it in Pack and Save, Timaru, but with 16 people. Then someone said they heard that story from someone who heard it in Switzerland. And then I put it on the Instagram and someone said... The exact same story I heard here in Austria. I've heard this story in Holland. I've heard the exact same thing multiple times here in the Netherlands. And then someone was like, I've heard this in Italy, but 16 people came to the counter. Like, it's this viral story that no one knows where it originated. And it's um, it's just a rumor that's spreading around. So I want to get to the bottom of where it came from.
1: Yeah, damn, that's actually, that's actually pretty interesting how that one story has traveled all around the world i guess
0: yeah honestly the story went viral and i really want to find out where it came from now just for everyone at home listening me and nick are like very in and out of reception so i'm gonna let him tell like we're gonna let each other tell our news stories if there's not a whole lot of interjecting it's because i genuinely can hear like half of what he's saying so i'm trusting that it is good quality news for you all. Nick, do you want to give us your first news story?
1: I do indeed, and I guess I can say whatever I like now cuz the boss isn't listening. Um so my first story is about the Tampa Bay Rays, which is a baseball team in Florida in Tampa Bay. So a few of the Tampa Bay Rays players refused to wear gay pride logo on their uniforms this weekend, saying that their religious beliefs wouldn't uh, wouldn't allow it. Um but also saying that they accept everyone, so that's a bit odd. So the players are all pictures and there's five of them, um, Jason, Jaleen, Brooks, Jeffrey, and Ryan. Um, And on Saturday during the team's Pride Night celebration, they reportedly ditched the custom jerseys and hats and stuff featuring rainbow-colored lettering and instead opted for their standard uniforms. Um, The reason was faith-based. Adam explained, It's a hard decision because ultimately we all said what we want is them to know that they are all welcome and loved here. Which, I don't know, doesn't really... Like, it's a pretty easy thing to do. Just wear the gay pride logo. And it looks cool as well. But then they go on and on about how that they put it on their bodies and that it's not about Jesus and maybe we don't want to encourage it if we believe in Jesus. It's like, what does it matter? Anyway, the manager, Kevin Cash, said the player's decision had sparked a bit of conversation in the clubhouse. um, But it doesn't sound like things have gotten heated and that the team understands. So, I don't know, it seems like... It's just Florida, Florida men doing Florida things.
0: Um, just so you all know, I couldn't really hear any of that, so, oh fuck, this is honestly a shit show.
1: Alright Ruby, it's just me and you now. Obviously by the time you listen to this you will have heard what's happened. It's been a disaster. I can't hear Lucy, she can't hear me. But we persevere. We will get through this. We will get through this together. Me, you, Ruby, and the listeners. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Um, So anyway, my second story um, is about a Japanese man, 83, becomes the oldest person to sail solo nonstop across the Pacific, 60 years after he became the first. Um, so on Saturday, the 83-year-old, known as Japan's most famous yachtsman, proved age not an obstacle after he became the world's oldest person to complete the challenge. After more than two months at sea, the record-breaking octogenarian, who in 1962 also became the first person to successfully take on the feat, arrived in the waters off the Key Peninsula in western Japan. Um, He left San Francisco, California in a Suntory Mermaid 3, which is a six meter long, like aluminium yacht, um, on the 27th of March. Some parts of the voyage were challenging, he said, which is not really a surprise, and he called his family at least once a day to ensure that they didn't worry. Did I even say his name at the start? I guess I didn't. Anyway, Hori, who did not stop at any ports along the way, was spotted off Hawaii's oahu island on the 16th of april he was due to arrive in cape Hinomasaki on saturday after which he will be towed to his home port shin nishiomaya yacht harbor go to an arrival ceremony in nishiomaya city in the hyogo prefecture by the sounds of things uh he has done this trip across the pacific a few times um in multiple different vessels including ones made from tin cans beer kegs and whiskey barrels Um, powered by solar panels and by foot pedals. So if there's anyone that was going to do it, it was going to be him. He does not physically train for his adventures. Um, He said, I'm always fine, always in shape. No overeating, no overdrinking. I wish I could do that. If being 82 and sailing across the ocean wasn't crazy enough, um, then this wee fact will make things even better. So in 1962, aged 23 and working as a car part salesperson, He became the first person to travel non-stop across the Pacific Ocean when he successfully sailed from Japan to California. Um, He sailed under San Francisco's Golden Gate Bridge unannounced in a plywood boat after 94 days at sea without a passport or money. Um, He was arrested, but soon got released and awarded a visa for his bravery. So that's pretty good. This might be the last time he does that, but he's done it a few times before, so who knows?
0: Okay, just so you all know, um, you're going to be getting our news stories recorded separately. We aren't going to be having that banter, so this could be really funny because both of us are sending them to Ruby to edit in whichever way she sees fit. So um, one of my news stories, and I'm I'm just going to... Run through these because, honestly, I don't want to spend that much time talking about these dudes. First one, Boris Johnson lost his no confidence vote, which is kind of a double negative and means that... Some people actually do have confidence in him, and I have no confidence for the people that voted for him to stay as the leader. So because we know that Boris has been a shitty Prime Minister for many reasons, um, notably, you have heard on the shit show us talk about all the parties he had uh, during lockdown, which he shouldn't have had. So anyway, his own Conservative Party triggered what was called a no-confidence vote. Now, a no-confidence vote is um, its an important part of the Constitution, to to vote, um, It allows for the removal of a Prime Minister deemed unfit to serve. No confidence votes are not very often successful. The last ousting actually took place only in 1979 against Labour leader James Callaghan. They're not very successful but they tend to happen sometimes. Anyway so This no confidence vote was held, 211 Tory MPs voted that they had confidence in Boris, 148 voted against him. So even though this means he is still their leader, this result still says that 148 of his own MPs think that the country would be better off without him. So that is something, that's not nothing. Upon his win, Bojo said that it was very good and convincing and an opportunity to put behind us all the stuff that the media goes on about. I think Boris Johnson has forgotten that the media is literally one of the most fucking important institutions that exists in his country, but I hate when people in power shit on the media, like it just does nothing for trust in like any institutions That is a rant for another day uh, when Squish can actually talk back to me. So here is an ad for us by us. I want to have a super quick chat to you all about Cisco supporters. This is the new way that you can support what we do here at Shit You Should Care About because right now we're in a studio, which costs money to hire, with an audio engineer who we've got to pay, and every week we're researching, scripting and hosting this thing for you, all which takes time, resources and it costs money. You'll also notice that we're using valuable advertising space here, space which we often leave empty because we want to make sure that we're only partnering with the best and most vibey people. So for all of these reasons, we need your support to keep doing what we do. So please, if you have $1 or if you have $100, consider becoming a Cisco supporter so that we can keep doing this for you. The link is in the show notes. We love you so much. Bye. My next news story is about someone else that I don't really want to be spending that much time on, Mr. Elon Musk. Elon is still trying to back out of the Twitter deal that I think he wishes he never made. So apparently he has put the deal on hold, which I don't think he can actually do. I don't think he just gets to say, I'm spending this ridiculous amount of money to buy Twitter and now I'm choosing to put the deal on hold but he thinks he can do whatever he likes, I think. Um, he is trying to put the deal on hold because of how many spam bots use Twitter and more the fact that he thinks Twitter lied about how many spam bots are using it. So even though Twitter's CEO has like consistently said that... Um, less than 5% of people on Twitter or accounts on Twitter are bots. Elon Musk um, keeps disputing it, saying that there's more than 20% of like bogus accounts or whatever. Anyway, regardless, um, I think... It's not so much about the, like Elon being worried that there are fake accounts on Twitter, but more that he is getting cold feet about the deal that he has put forward, and like he's trying to get out of it in whatever way he can. So I think like you know he pledged to pay way more than Twitter is worth. Um, He's probably realized, oh shit, what have I done? He's quite an impulsive dude, I can imagine. And he's, you know, when you've done something really impulsive, like bought something and then you're like, holy fuck, I shouldn't have done that. I didn't need to do that. Well, I think he's there or he's bored of it. Um, So I I feel like he's tasked his lawyers with just finding any loophole in which he can sort of get out of the deal. And this loophole seems to be um, the spam bot loophole. So... We'll see what comes of that. Personally, I'm pretty sick of this story, but um, who knows? I'll probably be updating you next week with another Elon update.
1: A good news story. Good news is that I'm making my way through this on my own without Lucy's coaching. My actual good news story is that a Southern California woman has found $36,000 in cash hidden inside a couch acquired through Craigslist. So a Colton woman made an amazing discovery after bringing home a set of couches she found on Craigslist. More than 36 grand in in cash hidden in one of the cushions. Um, Apparently the family of a man who had recently passed away was just looking to clear out the house and offered up the set of sofas on Craigslist for free and Vicky Umudu thought even that was a joke. Um, She then opened up one of the seat cushions because something was feeling a little bit hard in there. She thought it was a heating pad. Um, Turns out it was a whole lot of money. Now I would be at least tempted, well a little tempted to keep all of this cash but Vicky Amudu said she was never tempted to keep what she found. She immediately gave the money back to the family and then the family of the deceased man kindly bought her a new fridge and freezer for her house. So all's well that ends well I guess. I mean 36k would have bought a lot of fridge and freezers but I watched an interview with this lady and she seemed really really nice. So all power to you. Enjoy that fridge. Enjoy that freezer. Now you guys might have to keep this a secret. Lucy doesn't know this, but I didn't actually find a comment of the week this week. I suppose she will never find out until she listens to the podcast, but let's just keep it between me and you, eh?
0: As I said before, my comment of the week was um, all the comments on the COVID 19 rumor story that's being passed around the world, apparently. But as always, if you want to find Squish, you can find him on the other side of the Shitshow account. Um, if you want to find me, I'm on the other end of the daily newsletter, or I'm hosting our Love Island deep brief which is over on culture vulture our pop culture podcast um you really should come and listen you should also come and become a Cisco supporter it's the best thing and the number one thing you can do to support us it helps keep all our shit editorially independent it helps keep us paid um and look i am really sorry for the shit show that has been this episode but i also think like it's great to just see behind the curtain, not everything goes well, we do, we pivot, we try our best to make it work every week, most weeks it does, this week it didn't, hopefully it was entertaining, Um, and I'm sure Squish will keep us updated on the Shitshow Instagram account of how and why and where and everything that's going on over in the States, even if I can't be here recording an episode with him. Love you all. Bye.
1: All right, Ruby. Sorry for being such a pain in the ass. Yeah. This hasn't quite worked out how I thought it would. I thought it was going to be perfect, but I guess it's not. Anyway, I'm sweating my ass off in here, so I'm going to jump out. Maybe go find myself a nice cold drink. There was an ice cream store around the corner. Maybe I'll go there. Anyway, thank you very much for dealing with that shit. I hope this works out all right. I hope it's at least a kind of a little bit funny. I'm not sure how much more I have to say. Anyway, thank you, Ruby. Love you very much. I'll see you later. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince.